welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 215, the best opportunity for success. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all? (laughs) Did you have a good weekend? How was your last week? I am here enjoying what I want to share with you all today and how powerful this podcast episode is going to be. A couple updates on what's happening over here in the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living biz and what's next for me in the coaching and the subscription box and the live AF online monthly membership. So our contest is now over. We do know who the winner is and that will be announced this coming weekend. So a few days after this podcast is um, published. At the same time, we announced who the winner is. I can't wait to share that you will be able to purchase the subscription box and or the Alive AF monthly coaching membership. So if you're on my email list, that's awesome. But if you want to be the first people to have an opportunity to purchase these things, which will likely sell out, you need to go to AngelaMasenic.com forward slash join Alive AF. And we will link that up here in the podcast episode so that you can do that because we're going to be um, revealing the opportunity and sharing the opportunity to purchase those with the people on that list first. And then if it doesn't sell out, we'll go to my regular email list. So this might be it. There might not be (laughs) a public opportunity to get these things. So make sure you get on that list if it's something that you really want. If you don't know the details of my new Alive AF programs, the quarterly subscription box or the Alive AF monthly subscription to stop over drinking and start living, go to episode 219. It's a bonus episode where I share the details of um, these two things. It's called the big reveal. So go over there and listen to that and you'll hear everything. It's also on the details of both of these in shorter form are on the waitlist page that AngelaMasenic.com forward slash join alive AF. If you go there, you'll see what they are. But in the big reveal, I get into the price structure and the availability and more in depth about what each of those things are. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. And if you know you want it, (laughs) and maybe you're still kind of on the fence and like, you're like, we'll see, just get on the list, the wait list, so that you have that first opportunity of refusal or of saying yes. So that's the update on that. That will be coming this weekend and probably before the next week's podcast episode airs. So make sure that you have everything ready to go. If you want it, angelomasenic.com forward slash join a live AF. Okay. So this week's episode, I wanted to talk to you about this idea of giving yourself the best opportunity for success. 
Okay. And I'm going to begin by sharing a little story. Um, we have been attempting to find our next little puppy dog and we believe in fostering and saving animals that have been kicked out or, you know, have been unhomed or have had to be extracted from bad living conditions. And so that's how we found our dog Edie. And I've had a dream of having have having a little snuggle buddy dog for many years. Um, Edie isn't a big snuggler, and she's so big. <laughs> you know, I want something to, that literally just curls up on my lap while I watch TV at night or while I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. And so I have been sharing dogs with my husband for years. I'm like, this could be the one, this could be the one. And we've, we're very slow to act on this process because it is another big commitment. We have three kids. We already have Edie and we also have a cat butterscotch. So taking on another pet, you know, is something to really move slowly on for us because it's another piece of our lives that would be adding more work, <laughs> more complexity to an already pretty full life agenda with all the things. So I have had a very specific idea of what I want. And I just want you to listen to the story first. And then I'm going to share with you the parallel to how you can use this to help yourself stop over drinking. And it all falls under this idea to give yourself the best opportunity for success. Okay. So I found through the same organization that we found Edie, our dog, it was through Love Mutt's Rescue. You know, I follow them on Facebook and get their emails and things. And they posted this little dog named Amanda, which I loved her name because it's the same name as my assistant, Amanda. And she looked exactly like Edie. Like she was a mini Edie, like the same coloring, the same marking. She was a hound mix, but she was just smaller. I was like, oh my gosh. And I actually sent the dog to Amanda, my assistant. I was like, Amanda, you need an Amanda. <laughs> and she's like, we can't. And then, so I'm like, okay, I've got to go see this dog. And so we went and she was just so scared and she had been rescued from a um, terrible hoarding situation. And so she was not socialized at all. And anyway, for some reason, my husband's like, yeah, let's try her. And I was like, kind of surprised that he actually thought we should give it a, sh give it a go. So we brought her home and it was not a good time. She was very traumatized, very scared. Um, they told us that she was house trained and she was not, and maybe she was at their house, but you know, the change. And when she was coming to our house, she was very clear that she was not house trained. She was very scared and timid and, um, barely wanted to come out of her kennel and, and whatnot. So in that process, so I got very attached to Amanda and, you know, ultimately we decided that it wasn't the best fit for us. We didn't have the time to really help her heal and give her the environment that she needed to really thrive and come out of her shell. And we learned a lot in that process. And so we ended up taking her back and that was very hard and emotional for everybody involved. And then we took her back and then the foster woman gave us another little dog, like a couple days later, who was smaller and was more in line with what I wanted. And what I wanted was a small terrier mix um, that didn't need grooming, good with dogs, good with cats, good with other kids. That was house trained. That wasn't a puppy. And like, it was very specific on what I was looking. So this dog was more in alignment with that. We bred this dog home. 
and we didn't know how it would do with the cats or the dogs or with the cats or the kids. So we, you know, had to see how that went. And this dog, his name was Milo. He was really cute. His perfect size. All a lot of things. He liked to snuggle, but he wanted to terrorize my cat. And so Milo didn't work out for us. And he was also really aggressive and protective and had some behavior stuff. So we ended up giving Milo back as well and learned again so much about what to do and not to do with the second doggy that we brought in. And also it's been really good for us to be kind of like a testing household for these dogs so that when they go to the next home, they have more information every time they come into a home like, like ours, you know, like gets along with cats, doesn't get along with cats, gets along with kids, etc., etc. So we're able to give them more information about the next home that they go to. And I also leash trained both of these dogs. <laughs> so they came back with more skills as well. Um, and so then we took a little break and the foster mom in this organization shared us. And she also volunteered for another organization called Nishima. And she shared with us that she was getting this little terrier mix and perfect size, all the things, although didn't know what it would be like with kids and dogs, didn't really know a lot of their history, except that the, it needed to be rescued from the home environment because the home environment owners were going to dump these dogs on the side of the road, which really, really breaks my heart that people actually do that. <laughs> um, and so they came in, I went and saw the dog. It was absolutely adorable. And we decided to give it a try. And so when we brought this little guy home, I'm calling him Jackie Poo at the moment. Um, you know, I decided to take everything that I learned about these other dogs and go really slow. And it wasn't like I had a strategy in my mind or anything. It was just like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. Let's introduce the kids outside one by one. So we're not in the house where there could have been some protective energy from the dog. Let's bring everybody outside. We're going to sit down in the, in the grass and call the dog to us and let that be a slow, easy, let, you know, non-stressful introduction. Whereas before, you know, we would just be in the house and all three kids are bouncing in with all of their energy and excitement and chatter. And it can be intimidating, you know, for a new dog in a new environment. So I decided to do this sort of introduction slowly outside with each person, even my husband. And it worked really well. Like the dog was able to sniff and smell and get to know everybody. And then um, we kept him on a leash when he came inside the house. And I kind of just kept him by me. So there was no opportunity for potty mistakes or anything like that. It was very controlled. Um, and then at night, instead of him just you know, being in bed with me and watching TV and having people come in and out of the room, which can be very disruptive. You know, we said goodnight to the dog and like, okay, nobody's coming in and out of the room anymore. We want to give, this is what I said to the kids, we want to give him an opportunity to succeed, the best opportunity for success. And when I said that, it kind of all clicked together for, for me. I'm like, yeah, like before with all the, with the, with the other dogs, you know, we didn't give them an opportunity to succeed because, I mean, we did in so many ways, right? But instead of everybody bounding in all at once and letting the dogs just have free reign at the house and running around and peeing on things, you know, like we didn't give them an opportunity to have some wins as much as we could have. So my idea was like, let's give him an opportunity to win instead of an opportunity to fail. So like if he's growling or barking at somebody because he's scared, let's just remove that 
opportunity for him to do that and not give him an opportunity to be bad, (laughs) you know? So it's like this opportunity for a win. So like if we can get through a 24 hour period where there's no growling and biting because we're really slow and intentional, let's do that for him. And so we did. And we, the kids really adapted to this idea of like, let's give him an opportunity for success the best opportunity that we can. And that's by, you know, sort of limiting some of these interactions and having it more controlled and intentional instead of like the whole house kind of buzzing around the dog at at, at any given moment. And I tell you what, it worked. And we love this little dog and we're pretty sure that we're going to adopt him. Um, He needs to go to the vet and get some things taken care of. And I think we're going to make it official. And it just was such a great opportunity for me to reflect on the process in which we went through that. And I noticed that there were so many similarities to this process and the process to stop over drinking. And y'all know I love my parallels. <laughs> so I love to look at how I handle life or how you know people around me handle life and how they think about things and how we make adjustments to do something new. And parallel that to the process to help y'all stop over drinking. And it's all very similar. Okay. It's just like I talk about, it's learning how to ride a bike. It's learning how to get a new skill, right? There's, there's things that we do and try and, and failures that we have that we learn from those failures. And then we make a new step. We step up to the plate in a different way, right? Because of that, um, opportunity we gave ourselves to, win, we wanted to do something different. Maybe we didn't win in the way that we thought we would, but we learned something from that. And then we go out and try again. So this process with the dog helped me sort of frame that up for you guys. And I think that it's really helpful for you to see that, you know, when you start your process to stop over drinking, you're going to have an idea about how you're going to do it. Okay. You could have gotten this idea maybe from somebody else. Maybe it wasn't even from me. Maybe you read a book. Maybe you listened to another podcast. Maybe you joined a different program, right? You got some, some information that you're like, yeah, I can go try that. Right. And then maybe you go try something or you do something and it was a total failure. (laughs) Okay. So take example one with the dog, you know, the first dog that we had, Amanda, that was a pretty big fat failure. It didn't work out. It was very uncomfortable lots of things went wrong. There was lots of accidents in the house and all sorts of stuff. And it was very painful to go through that. And then for it to not work out, I felt like a failure. I felt like I was failing her. And it still makes me emotional that because when like you look into her eyes and like the pain that that dog has probably been through in its life and that I couldn't be the one for her, like hugely painful when I think about it that way. Right. And it's the same thing when you're, you know, you've got yourself all revved up. You're going to go out and do something with your relationship with alcohol. So maybe that's, you weren't going to drink on the vacation, or maybe you were not going to drink during the work week, or you were going to only have two glasses of wine when you went out for dinner, we end up drinking a bottle. Like there's some sort of intention that you had and it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to. Right. And so we generally normally feel bad about that. Right. That's a normal emotion to have. But I want you to recognize here the difference that I'm talking about. So for the dog example, and even when I was changing my own relationship with alcohol, I didn't tell myself I was a failure. I just felt bad about it, right? But I didn't, in my mind, keep believing that I did something wrong. I'm like, listen, we gave this dog an opportunity. It wasn't the best 
for our family and we learn so much, right? That's way better than saying, um, this didn't work out. I suck. I, I'm never doing this again. I'll never be able to find the dog that I want. I don't deserve a dog that I want. Are you guys noticing the difference? Instead, it's like, yeah, this didn't work out. We learned from it. We now know more about what to ask for, what to look for, how to you know recognize some cues, and we can do better next time. It's the same thing when you have a failure as you're going out to figure out your relationship with alcohol, right? It sucks to not win. It sucks to like not succeed at your goal, okay? Like there's no hiding that. There's no like way around that. It just doesn't feel good when you don't accomplish what you're after. And you don't have to stay there. You can be like, okay, what can I learn from myself here? And then go out and try something again, right? And then you learn a little bit more, maybe have some more painful experiences. You, you, you have a little bit of improvement, right? So even with our second dog that we tried, Milo, you know, I didn't let him run around the house off leash like I did with Amanda. You know, like I did some other things that I took from the Amanda experience and applied it to Milo a little bit better. Not the best, but still a little bit better, right? And then by the time we got to little Jackie Poo, you know, all of that learning was in place. And I applied what I learned to him and ultimately came up with this concept of like, let's let him succeed. <laughs> let's not give him an opportunity to show bad behavior, right? And so that sort of applied and like helped us really go slowly and and not be chaotic around him and all the things. So when you are setting yourself up to have the best opportunity for success with alcohol, I want you to remember this story and think about how you can set yourself up for success. How can you give yourself the opportunity to win in the next 24 hours, in the next week, in the next month, right? So if you are, have been practicing you know, having a drink plan and you have drinks on your plan and you're going out in social situations and you keep failing at that, and you want to be able to drink socially with your friends, how about let's set yourself up for a 100% chance of success here. Can you invite one friend over to your home and you have one glass of wine, right? Like how can you think about that in a way that this is for sure an easy win for me, okay? So instead of immersing yourself with all your friends and it's a big night out or something like that, okay, how can we break that down into baby steps so that I can get some success here? Okay. That's just one example. Okay. So how can you set yourself up for a win today instead of, and, and then you look at what you've tried in the past and like, okay, this didn't work so well. How can I extract my knowing from that? How can I learn from that? And then give myself another opportunity to be successful. Okay. If it's, you just don't want to drink during the work week. Okay. Like how can I set myself up to, to have the best opportunity for success here? Maybe it's, I need to, you know, get stocked up on a bunch of different teas and mocktail ingredients or different seltzer waters. Maybe I set up a tea station or a drink station. So it's right there when I walk in the door and walk into the kitchen after work or at the end of the day. Um, maybe I'm sharing what I want to do with whoever lives in my house that day. Like this heads up, everybody, mommy's, you know, not drinking wine tonight, whatever. Like, how can you set yourself up for success to get some easy wins? And I think if you think about it that way, like, how can I give myself the best opportunity to win? You will come up with some ideas. You know what your life is 
like, you know what your schedule is like, you know what you have on your plate, right? I can give you ideas and suggestions based on what's worked for me and what's worked for some clients, but you know the best answer to that question. So I would ask yourself how you can best set yourself up for success today. Just start within this one day. How can I do that? And then build on it, right? And then tomorrow, ask yourself the same question. And if you want to look ahead, if you have an event coming up or travel or something that's coming up ahead that's a little bit bigger than your normal, regular schedule, ask yourself that question around that thing too. So how can I set myself up for success here? How can I get some easy wins? And maybe you're not there yet where you can't go to, you don't feel like you have the skills to go into a vacation weekend or a night out with your friends and not drink. So maybe you're like, okay, I'm just going to make a drink plan and I'm going to put four or five drinks on it. You know, at least I would have intentionally thought that through and I will have planned that so that I can go and enjoy that. And, and I don't have to drink all of those, but I'm not then beating myself up because I overdrink. It's like, nope, I made the plan. I gave myself an opportunity for a win here and I can evaluate that experience afterwards and learn from it. Does that make sense? So as you go into this week, I just want you to um, know that you can set yourself up for success and maybe just look at little micro wins, right? It doesn't have to be an all out, you know, alcohol free or a big reduction like we want it to be like our end goal might look but how can you set yourself up for little wins that you can gain some confidence and then take bigger steps in the future the other thing I want to sort of parallel here is that this experience like with the dog with your changing a relationship with alcohol it's going to feel good and it's going to feel bad it's going to feel good and it's going to feel bad good and bad <laughs> and everything in between and so if you're feeling in the bad moment now, if you're feeling in sort of like a failure period, just know that that will pass and it's probably just feeling fresh because maybe you didn't follow through on what you said and that's okay. That is not a problem. I don't want you to stay in shame and regret and guilt. Like that's not going to help you, but just know that it's temporary. And of course you feel bad because you didn't do what you wanted to do. That's supposed to tell us something. It's supposed to get our attention and be like, Hey, you know, like this didn't work out. Let's figure this out instead of an opportunity to be hard on yourself and not learn anything though. Okay. So that's what I wanted to share with you all today. It's a process. It, you guys, there's so much more success ahead of you if you can believe in yourself, if you can understand and see how maybe you have some parallels that you can compare it to. Look in your past and say, how have I ever figured something else out that was hard that I didn't know how to do? How did I learn from my mistakes around that and get ultimately what I wanted in the end? You have this skill. <laughs> I promise you that you do. Sometimes, most of the most of the time, it's our own mind that gets in the way. Your mind is is literally generating the path for you to take. And if you can uncover some of those obstacles in your mind about what you're thinking about yourself, what you're thinking about your opportunities to win, what you're thinking about, you know, if you can change your relationship with the alcohol. And what you think about all that stuff will lead you in the right direction. That's where coaching can help you. Being inside a program with everybody working on this together can be really, really helpful and supportive so that you can like, get clear on some of those obstacles in your mind and have a pathway for success for your relationship with alcohol. So 
that's why I think you all should join Alive AF, <laughs> my monthly coaching membership, because you'll you'll be able to have small opportunities for wins here. I want you guys to come in there and, and try some stuff. Be willing to experiment with some stuff and go get some little wins that will stack up to long-term relationship changes with how much you're drinking. And that's exactly what I want to help you do. I want you to feel inclined to take a little risk, to take a little chance, to think about something differently, to go try something differently. And at a at sort of a low cost um, risk to do that. And I know exactly what y'all need to be doing because I've coached now thousands of people to stop over drinking. And this Alive AF program is going to be super easy to consume, super easy to do. Come in and be community with people that are all working on the same thing, all women, and try it. Um, I think that it would be an easy, easy wins for you guys are really important to set yourself up for success. So really consider getting on that wait list, AngelaMasonic.com forward slash join Alive AF. It's $97 a month. Once you join, we do have, um, at this first launch of the program, there'll be an opportunity for, uh, paying for a year in advance and getting two months for free, but that will be going away after this first launch. So you want to get in now and go through this process with us. We'll be having monthly classes and monthly coaching calls. All of those details are in that waitlist page anyway, but give yourself an opportunity for success. That might be saying yes to joining a coaching program. Yes to getting some support. When you have support, somebody, somebody that's there, that's been through that can help you be more successful faster and you don't have to do this stuff alone. All right, my friends, I love you so so much. I can't wait to see who signs up for the subscription box for the Alive AF program and all the things. And I will talk to you next week on the podcast. Bye.